Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Elaine B., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. Today is Friday, September 8, 2017. Today we're reading from the big book. We're reading page 94, the second paragraph. We're reading two paragraphs today, starting with your candidate may give you reasons and ending with we'll do anything to help. Today's readers are Sally A. for the 12 Steps, Rocky I. for the 12 Traditions, Jody E.Q., Stephanie L., and Christine M. The reference number for the 10 a.m. meeting yesterday, Thursday, September 7th, is 10402. That's 10,402. The reference number for this morning's 7 a.m. meeting for Friday, September 8th, is 10404. That's 10,004. The OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We're self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a vision for you, Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Sally A. to read the 12 steps. Good morning. It's Sally A. in New York, the 12 steps. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Step two, we came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Step three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Step four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Step five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Step six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Step seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Step eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Made direct amends. Step nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Step 10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Step 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried 
to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks for letting me share. I pass. Thank you, Sally A. I'll now ask Rocky I to read the 12 traditions. Good morning. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. All right. So, good morning. This is Rocky Tempe, recovered um, compulsive overeater. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA, I mean, yeah, OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscious. Our leaders are but trusted servants, they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop drinking, to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group are never endorsed finance or lend the OA name to any uh, related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such can never be organized, so we might create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name can never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, and film. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Rocky. I. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature and then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify ourselves as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There's no abstinent requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to that to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page 94, the second paragraph, starting with your candidate may give you reasons. We're going to read through two paragraphs, ending with we'll do anything to help, and we'll comment on both paragraphs. I'll ask Jody E.Q. to begin reading. Thank you, Elaine. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes. Thank you. Okay, good. This is Jody E.Q., a grateful, recovered bulimic in Washington, D.C. today. 
Your candidate may give reasons why he need not follow all of the program. He may rebel at the thought of a drastic house cleaning, which requires discussion with other people. Do not contradict such views. Tell him you once felt as he does, but you doubt whether you would have made much progress had you not taken action. On your first visit, tell him about the Fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous. If he shows interest, lend him your copy of this book. Unless your friend wants to talk further about himself, do not wear out your welcome. Give him a chance to think it over. If you do stay, let him steer the conversation in any direction he likes. Sometimes a new man is anxious to proceed at once, and you may be tempted to let him do so. This is sometimes a mistake. If he has trouble later, he is likely to say you rushed him. You will be most successful with alcoholics if you do not exhibit any passion for crusade or reform. Never talk down to an alcoholic from any moral or spiritual hilltop. Simply lay out the kit of spiritual tools for his inspection. Show him how they worked with you. Offer him friendship and fellowship. Tell him that if he wants to get well, you will do anything to help. So this is uh, Chapter 7, Working with Others, and more specific instructions on how to work with a newcomer. Some of these instructions um, are, I find, a little bit... uh, a little bit, uh, I don't know, too controlling or something. Um, but in general, I what I like, I'm going to talk about what I like about them. I like that it says, do not press, do not press the uh, new candidate into doing anything he doesn't want to do. Do not exhibit any passion for crusade or reform. If I'm do if I do that, I'm I'm not following the tradition that says um, uh, it's attraction, not promotion, that is going to uh, be the most effective. I simply lay out the spiritual tools that have worked for me, and it's up to him or her whether or not she's ready and willing to use these tools. So my job is simply to say how what it was like for me, what happened, and what it's like now. And in in this discussion of working with others, I'm realizing that that's really important, that I I tell my story to potential protégés to see if they can relate to me and if they think I have what they want. Because if I do have what they want, then they're going to be more willing to do what what I suggest and what the book rather suggest. Um, It's funny that it says lend him your copy of this book to me. I did that. I gave my book away one time and I never got it back. (laughs) And I was sorry I did. So I I like to give, uh, get them a new book rather than give give them my book. Uh, Because I like to keep my old books with all my little um, notations in them. 
I'm also wondering about what it says here. Um, let him talk further about himself. Sometimes I have to be careful with that. If I if I uh, let my sponsees talk too much about what's going on with them, it can be very distracting from working the steps. And I need to bring them back to a focus on what we're doing together. Um, and again, when it when they're new and I'm just talking to them for the first time, I need to tell them a bit about myself and and also hear about them. And then we can sit on it for a day or two and see if we want to continue. But to let them go on and on, in the beginning is okay, but once we start working together, I need to really keep them on track in the solution rather than the problem. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you very much, Jody EQ. Who'd like to comment on what was read today? This is Sally A. Sally A. Wendy M. Wendy M. Anyone else? I'm sorry, I didn't quite get that. Who is that again? Kevin K. Derek. Oh, Derek K. Okay. Paula D. Paula D. Anyone else? Okay, let's get started with that. Sally A, Wendy M, I believe it's Derek K, you can correct me if I got that wrong, and Paula D. Sally A, please go ahead. Thank you so much. <clears throat> Thanks so much for being here, Elaine. Sally A in New York, <clears throat> I apologize, I have a little frog. I'm again a recovering compulsive overeater. I'm not recovered, but I am abstinent and have been for the past week, one solid week that has been an unusual experience for me. Um, and I, what I've learned from this year of relapse, and it's been really quite a year of relapse, has been uh, like being in a horror house, to be quite honest. But what I see here in this uh, paragraph, to tie it in here, is that I wasn't taking all the actions that are required for us to stay well. Um, and when I look at these sentences, your candidate may give reasons why he need not follow all of the program. And it goes on to say, uh, tell him you once felt as he does, but you doubt whether you would have made much progress had you not taken action. You know, if I could write a chapter for this year of my life and give it a title, I would call it, take my advice, I'm not using it. Because I have shared with so many people the knowledge of this book and I have never felt a, a better kinship to Roland Hazard as I do now you can know lots you can you can memorize this book and you can know the 12 steps inside and out but they're not going to do anything for you unless you take action and that's what's being said here and you know in a two pages from now on page 96 it's going to talk about the, the bottom line is that if the man that we go to or the woman we go to to help is not desperate enough, they're not going to be willing to do what it takes. And for me, I have to say, I kept thinking, I'm pretty desperate. I'm really desperate here. I'm, I'm drowning here. 
But the truth was I wasn't desperate enough to surrender to cooperate with God and let my God be the boss. I mean, for most of my life, since I was 18, I've been calling my God Lord and Savior, and I was willing to embrace the Savior part, but I was not really willing to embrace the Lord part. And every time we speak, thy will be done, I kind of um, choke on those words because I wanted my will to be done, and I wasn't willing. And one last thing I have to say that has been marked as far as getting uh, cooperating, not getting, but cooperating to be pulled out of the quicksand that I have been in for this past year that's very important is that I've been very focused on what I can't eat, what I shouldn't be eating. And what I've learned is that I have to be focused on what I can eat, what is my food plan, and be willing to embrace what is and stop crying and uh, mourning the loss of and being grumpy about all the things you have to give up. And, um, okay, I guess Gentle reminder. <laughs> Thanks for letting me share. Thank you so much, Sally A. Wendy M., you're up next, followed by Derek K. Yes, good morning. It's Wendy M., recovered in Colorado. And thank you, Elaine, for your service. And I thank God for um, the absence that I have this morning, phenomenal. Um, so when I read this, like, I got to be honest, just fear totally pops up, it says your candidate may give reasons why he need not follow all of the program. And where I go with that is, oh, no, what do I have to do? Oh, my God, this is going to be hard. Um, you know, and, and it's all I, I, me, me. Like, what do I have to do to change this person? And let me just, like, drop her and get somebody who's easier. Um, you know, so that's where I go first. Um, and then they say, tell him you once felt as he does. I love that. When I remember to go there and say, oh, me too. You know, it's so funny. My ego, my pride and my fear just go, oh, no, 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 no. Don't say that you don't believe in God. Oh, no, 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 don't say. And then I go, oh, my God, me too. I totally do that. Um, it just is kind of a miracle. Um, my shoulders drop, the truth comes out, and there's an immediate connection with another person um, instead of going to my fear, which is they're not doing it the right way, and this is going to be hard for me. Um, and then this part, oy, so it says here, um, if, no, it says you will be most successful with alcoholics if you do not exhibit any passion for crusade or reform, never talk down to an alcoholic from any moral or spiritual hilltop. Oh, well, oopsie, made a mistake. So when I first got to Vision, I was so excited, and my sponsor was so excited, and I wanted to go to every OA meeting and just exhibit passion and crusade. That's all I wanted to do. And I didn't get why they didn't want what I had. It's like, you guys, I have the answer. I'm sure you want what I have. Why aren't you, like, lining up to um, want me to be, you know, your sponsor? What's wrong with this? Um, and you know, what I'm learning, well, I'll say one more thing, which is recently a woman said to me, Wendy, you kind of scared me at meetings, <laughs> which I thought was so sweet of her to say, because I got a little bit of a picture because I think I've got the answer and I think I've got what other people want. And, um, and I am super excited about this because 
for the first time in 16 years, I'm, I'm in a solution. There is a solution, and I'm actually in it. I'm entirely abstinent, neutral from food, on and on. But you know what? It's like we all get God however we get God. So um, I have to watch my passion a little bit, to be honest, because there is a crusade out there. There is a, a moral or spiritual hilltop. It's there. It's there. And I, I joke that after every meeting, I had to call somebody and do a 10-step on it. Um, and, you know, because God's in charge, not me. And all I have to do is take someone through a book. That's all I have to do. There's nothing else going on. Um, I just Gentle reminder. Thank you so much for letting me share all past. Thank you, Wendy. Um, Derek Kay, followed by Paula D. Did I get your name right, Derek? Hi there. This is Derek Kay, uh, Missouri, recovered cultural overeater. Um, yeah, actually, I... The, the the line I've underlined today was actually that one about we will be most successful with alcoholics if we do not exhibit any passion or crusade or reform. Because I think that's what um, I was very much like when I first came to OA because I, you know, this was the solution. I was so excited. I wanted to show passion and excitement and tell everybody that this is what they needed to do and they needed to work the steps and they needed to work it my way and this is what you have to do. And um, and it's difficult not to do that. <clears throat> it's difficult not to say to somebody who's suffering and in pain, well, if you just did this and this and this, you would be better because I actually honestly believe if they did this and this and this, they would be better. The trouble is I'm not God. Um, and so I don't actually get to tell them that. I don't get to get them to do it. All I can do is say, yeah, when I when I was like that, this is what I did, and this is what I'm like now. Um, all I can do, as we said in last week's, uh, uh, yesterday's reading, was all I can do is share my story. I don't have to do anything else, and I can't do anything else, and nothing else really works. It is only by sharing my story. Is only by saying, yes, I know what it's like to get up at three in the morning, go down to the freezer and get a pizza out and eat it frozen. Yeah, I've done that. Oh, oh, but this, I don't have to eat like that anymore. And when you get that degree of reality, that actually does work. Not banging somebody over the head and saying, this is what you need to do. That doesn't work. So, um, yeah, thanks for letting me share today. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Derek Kay. Paula D., please go ahead. This would be Paula D., recovering currently in the state of New Hampshire, buying with the grace of God. You know, I'm going to zero in on a line two here, and I like the way that was said. You will be most successful as an alcoholic if you do not exhibit, and we know what an exhibit is, by the way, any passion or for crusader reform, never talk down now you would say we would never do that oh yes oh yes where i was but i must remember that where i was not to live there anymore but to share to an alcoholic from any moral or spiritual hilltop oh no oh yes look again think again simply oh don't you love this lay out the kit of spiritual tools for his inspection take a look I'd like to read you a line, though, if you 
what Follow Me Through here to 355. And I don't know what book you have, but this is a teenager's decision. Hmm. Sometimes I think I came in here as a teenager so full of rebellion, and I'll do it my way, and I know the way. You don't know anything. Yeah, that's where I was. It says here, my sponsor used to say to me, if I could only paint you a picture of how beautiful life can be without booze. I wanted so badly to see the picture as it was in her mind. Well, now I'm living it and trying to paint it for others, and I realize I can only paint my pictures. You know, in Dr. Bob's nightmare, who made the nightmare? It's like I stood with an easel, and I painted the ugliness of my disease. I painted it, and I ran from it. I never looked at it as it was. Can we do this for another? Oh, I believe we can. I believe we can, because I know where my recovery comes from. It comes from God, not from me. It comes from his will, not my will. Then it says, and I'm going to end here, because I know time is valuable. Lord, don't I know that now? As I am in living in my 72nd year, if he is to find God, the desire must come from within. There it is. The desire must come from within. I thank you for this time giving. And if it helps another, then I've achieved my purpose in God's. And I thank you again. And this would be Paula D. And I pass. Thank Thank you, Paula D. Who else would like to comment on what what was read today? Oh, just to let you know what was read today, (laughs) page 94. We started at the second paragraph, which begins with your candidate may give you reasons. We read and are commenting on two paragraphs, ending with we'll do anything to help. Who would like to share? Jeanette G. Charles D. Charles D. Anybody else? John K. John K. Mary H. Mary H. Sherry Dr. Sherry too. Sherry K. B. One more. Anybody else? Okay, let's go with that for now. And so I have Jeanette T. Uh, Charles D. John K. Mary H. And Sherry K. B. Please go ahead, Jeanette. Hi, I'm a recovering compulsive overeater in California. My name is Jeanette G. And um, thank you all for being on the line and for being of service. Um, I really um, love this working with others and reminding myself um, that I'm working with others as a compulsive overeater, not as their higher power or um, their mother or their therapist. And um, and I really love the verbiage in the second paragraph um, that um, not to push too fast when they're perspective, when they're sponsees, yes, you know, encouraging them to keep moving. But when they're first starting, in fact, I'm taking a dear friend of many years to a meeting um, on Sunday and her, um, she had had experience before I ever met her um, going to OA. And then once we became friends a couple of decades ago, um, 
and she found out I was in program, she's like, oh, yeah, I did that, but it was kind of weird, you know, and so I just never really talked to her about it, but now her and her 18-year-old daughter are hitting bottoms with their eating disorders, they think, and, you know, they've reached out, and I need to remember not to talk to her from a moral and spiritual hilltop because we are friends, and I'm just going to take her to a meeting, you know, she's not necessarily going to be my sponsee, I don't think it'd be appropriate, but I can offer her friendship and fellowship, and, um, and I love how we always say it's not just for those who want it, it's for those who, who will work it. And, you know, that last line, tell him if he wants to get well, you will do anything to help. I mean, they have to have that desire, the desire to, um, to recover. And, um, and really, I really also like about the, um, the spiritual tools, simply lay out the kit of spiritual tools for inspection, you know, and it reminds me that this is a spiritual program and that, you know, yeah, me too when my defects come up and um, when food calls my name, but I can turn to that spiritual tool. Um, we have so many that we um, can use to um, be able to continue upon that road of recovery. So thank you again for being here and letting me share. I'll pass. Thank you, Jeanette G. Charles D., you're up next, followed by John D. This is Charles D. from Oregon, recovered. Um, I'm very grateful to be able to be on the call this morning. Um, it takes a great amount of effort for me to break through a lot of my barriers to uh, to to do this. And uh, I, so I'm really that newcomer that um, is uh, really um, afraid of a lot of this uh, program and uh, and about getting into something that's unknown and um, has the potential of uh, being um, very difficult but um, I'm I'm definitely uh, sensing that you know, um, people of, of recovery are on my side, that they do want to help me, and um, I'm really attracted to it. I'm also uh, very afraid of it in a way that um, I don't want to get into a lot of things that uh, it looks like I'm going to have to uh, investigate and, and to, to learn. I'm going to have to find things out about myself that I, I may not like or or get involved with something that's um, um, going to make me really feel um, bad about myself but uh, I'm but I'm I'm, taking, I'm I'm willing to take those small steps and I, I really feel like the um, when people talk about their own story in a way of, of just sharing what um, the program has done for them that's what really attracts me and and um, I certainly wouldn't want someone to talk down to me, nor would I want um, anyone to uh, to be on a crusade. Um, those are both real um, uh, not helpful. So I, I just have to uh, know where I've come from and know that what works for me, and that is the people uh, of the program just sharing from their heart very simply about uh, all that all this program has done for them. Thank you very much. Thank you, Charles D. John K. You're up next, please. 
Hi, did you say John K? John K, followed by Mary. <laughs> Please go ahead. Sorry, there's always that you are now unmuted and you can miss that. Hi, I'm John Kiernan, Recovered Compulsive Overeater here in Los Angeles. Um, you know, I wasn't going to speak this morning mainly because I think I've said a lot of the things I've already wanted to say about uh, this section of the big book. Um, and I didn't want to be redundant, but then something Wendy said really sparked something in me, and I, I wanted to sort of go off on a, a small tangent on this. Um, it's not really a tangent, but rather than talking simply about the newcomer and OA, um, and that is uh, having to do with the vision for you versus OA, and I think it was something Wendy sort of hit on it, something I uh, I have both felt and said. I, I've become very... Um, uh, what's the word I want to use here? Enthusiastic about vision for you, but um, I also know uh, you know how to talk about vision for you in regular OA meetings is sometimes uh, a careful dance. Uh, you know, I was at the convention in Boston, and there were a number of vision people there, and and some of them got a little hardcore about how, in other words, it's absolutely nothing wrong, just like it says here in the book about approaching a newcomer, about talking about what's worked for you, et cetera, et cetera, and be careful not to talk down about this isn't good. Now, I personally believe, as my buddy Harlan has said many times, there's uh, there's 12-step recovery versus dieting with group support, and that there are a lot of meetings out there that are dieting without group support, or I like to call it sometimes, you know, cheap group therapy, and that vision for you has an answer, and I absolutely believe that, uh, but we have to be very careful about how we approach that, lest we start to push people away, because, you know, the average compulsive eater is, is, is an addict and we all tend to be oppositional people and if you try and push something down my throat, I'm going to rebel. And I can tell you, you know, 35 years in program, I've seen groups like Vision come and go and I think Vision has the answer. I think the answers are here. We just have to be careful to let it be a program of attraction rather than promotion. Now, you know, and one of the stories I tell people when I start talking about Vision is that uh, I was only peripherally, I had listened to some of the um, special editions and stuff uh, until um, the Virginia Beach Convention. I got asked to be the MC, And when I got there on the Thursday before, I saw the room and there were 512 seats there and they were all jammed right together. And I was like, oh my God, how are we going to get 512 OA people in this close together? I know the size of OA people. Well, lo and behold, Vision for You Convention, very few people were not at a healthy body weight or very close to a healthy body weight. And I was like, wow. And then I also saw these people were happy, joyous, and free. It wasn't just, you know, uh, you know, thin is not well. It was real recovery. And that's when the light bulb went up. Wow, these people have something I want. Uh, and um, and so that's what I try and do. And I just try and... Gentle reminder. Okay, um, that... Um, we need to uh, just talk up the, the good parts of this and, and talk about how we used to be and what vision did for us and then leave it there. Maybe people will get it, maybe they won't. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you, John Kay. Mary H., followed by Sherry KB. Good morning. This is Mary H., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Northern California. And um, boy, this paragraph really has a a lot of instructions about, I mean, this whole working with others chapter certainly has 
instructions, but here what I'm picking up is that simply lay out the kit of spiritual tools for his inspection. Show him how they worked with you. And what I'm thinking about is, um, and, and not just in OA, but in my professional life, in my personal life, that um, I've learned that having short um, interactions with people over time is what helps build trust. In the beginning of working with others in OA, I used to kind of dump everything I knew as fast as I could you know, kind of in that desperation that I was hearing from them and, and how fast they wanted to recover, and I, I get it. Um, but it, that I don't think works really well. I, I really believe that there needs to be shorter, um, more frequent interactions over time. Like I'll talk to somebody for a little bit, as it says, you know, and then give them a chance to think it over. Say, hey, let's talk tomorrow if you'd like. And, or, you know, call me in a couple days, depending upon where they're, they're at in their recovery. And that's just what I was thinking about with this, with this paragraph, is that we just need to not be so zealous. And, you know, that passion for crusade and reform just needs to be pampered a bit. I mean, I can talk with my my a vision for you, OA big book friends, and get all excited and um, overzealous, and that's good and fun and exciting. But the newcomer, it's just it's overwhelming. There's so much to learn, and there's so I, at least that's how I was in the beginning. It was like, what is going on? I don't understand. And what's this entire psychic change? And I'm not sure I want that. What is that? And so just taking it slow. But on the other hand, I'm not talking about going through the steps slow. I mean, once they're ready, I really believe fast is good. But just developing that trust slowly with more shorter, frequent conversations is something that I like to do. And um, I think that's all I have to share this morning. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Mary H. Share KB. Good morning, Elaine. Good morning, everybody. Sherry KB in Northern California. Great for recovered compulsive reader. Thank you for your service, Elaine, and everyone on the line. A um, couple of things going on here, and I think it's great instruction. Um, I, you know, I was told somebody said it's almost better to have when you're starting to work with somebody to have them read this, um, read working with others from a sponsor's point of view, which I think is a really brilliant idea because it gives them an outline of what you know, to come. And um, yet what I like, too, is that it says, you know, we simply lay out the kit of spiritual tools for his inspection. So to me, what I do with that is when I'm working with someone, I tell them exactly what to expect, um, what, what, how I sponsor and what to expect. And how, and I tell them my experience brings an hope of what I went through when I did this. And, um, that's that's all I can do is give them that um, experience, strength, and hope, and then lay out the the kit for them to look at, not for me to shove it down their throat, but for me to um, let them look at it and uh, to explain how I do it and then give them time. So I don't want to wear out my welcome, um, give them a chance to think it over. Um, I tell them, you know, how, how I do this 
And so, you know, what I appreciate so much about this book is that it's laid out so perfectly because it, it prepared me. To me, my experience of this book is I was, it, it prepared me. Um, as I went along reading all the stories with my step guide, it prepared me all along the way to want to do the step work, to really do a house cleaning, a thorough house cleaning, and to trust my higher power. Um, and it really opened up something in me by doing it this particular way. When I hear people go, well, I just want to do the steps. I don't really need the book. Could we just do the steps? And I said, you know, that's not how I sponsor. Um, I take people all the way from the doctor's opinion to page 103, and I really believe it is a buildup. Like it, the other day somebody said, you know, it's kind of a turning the screw very slowly. And so to me it, it is preparing me to want to do the steps. And um, and I don't believe in preaching from a mountaintop or all I can do is give my experience, strength, and hope and see if they want it and lay it out at their feet. And then if they want it, they call me. And that's how I feel about it. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Sherry KB. We have time for three more shares. Who'd like to comment on what we read today, which was actually page 94, the second paragraph, and the first paragraph on page 95. Who'd like to comment? The floor is open. Kelly F. Kelly F. Pauline F. Reggie. And one more was that? Who was that? Pauline F. Pauline F. Okay, great. So we have Kelly F, I believe it is, Reggie O, and Pauline F. Please go ahead, Kelly. Hi, this is Kelly S. I'm Sam Stafford from Oklahoma. Um, yeah, just wanted to recover compulsive overeater. I kind of shared a little bit like this yesterday on the early meeting, um, but I've been around this program for 30-something years and just have you know, a little over two years of recovered abstinence. And, you know, it's real easy to get on this crusade. And, uh, you know, I, um, I had found myself like I'd heard other people share this has been my personal experience. And you know, I quit going to face-to-face meetings like, I don't know, over 10 years ago because, you know, my critical and judgmental nature that I have was there's no recovery there. I'm not going there. Of course, I'm out practicing my disease. So, you know, it says a lot about me. And then heard about Vision for You and listened to the meeting for two years before I was willing to pick up that uh, spiritual toolkit. So let me tell you, just listening to meetings does not get you uh, well. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, then I finally, finally, as it says, if they want to get well, if, if, that's a big, a big word. You know, they said, someone else already said, it's not for those who want it or need it, it's for those who do it. And that was the part I was always missing, you know. Um, I put the food down for a little bit, and then I wouldn't pick up that spiritual toolkit, and I wouldn't take the action and do the work. So then I finally did, you know, and so then I get recovered, and, you know, Vision for You has been the renaissance. It's back to the big book. That's where it all, uh, it all is. And so I find myself, you know, doing that thing, vision for you, vision for you, as John Kay was talking about. And I'm, I'm always having to remind people, this is not a program. This is just a meeting. This is OA. OA is really the solution. The big book is where the answers are, right? Vision for you is a meeting that's brought us all back to that solution, that common solution. So then anyway, God keeps pushing me back to these meetings, pushing me back. There's specific people in the meetings that keep saying, you know, take the recovery back. That's where our service is. You know, everything's about service, service being service to others. So finally, God pushes me back. Finally get the message. I go back to these meetings and I'm like, 
oh my God, I can't believe, okay, I'm going back. These people don't have what, this is why I quit coming. And, you know, so then I get the opportunity to pray over and over and over. And remember, you know, that I'm taking the message back. So then I want to hold my big book up and be like, you guys need to see this. This is the answer. And it reminded me, I just got back from a vacation going around and there's people on the corner, you know, these uh, religious people, and they're flipping cards and they're big poster boards. And you're like, my re- first reaction, sticking my hand up going, are you guys kidding me? That is like a, such a turnoff the way you're approaching me. And I think about how I sit there in the meetings wanting to do that and proselytize big book. So you know what I got to do is just share my experience, strength, and hope. That's what you guys did when I started listening to Vision. I heard people just sharing, sharing their experience, hearing my pain, talking about my, my problem, the solution, what they did. That's what attracted me. It wasn't the people preaching the program. It was the people that were working it. And so I just, I just you know, now today, I don't, I, I'm still going to the meetings. I'm praying less for people. I'm getting more acceptance. And I'm getting to work on my defects because, you know, bless them, change me. And I'm getting to be of service today. And people are coming up to me and asking me, you know, being a program of attraction. So, you know, it's real hard not to want to get up on this thing and go, finally, 30 years later, guys, I found the solution. It's all in the book. It's been there forever. Anyway, just grateful, grateful for the, the, the instructions. The instructions are right there for us. And super glad to be here. Thank you so much. And I pass. Thank you, Kelly S. Reggio, you're up next, followed by Paulina. Thank you. Hey, good morning, Elaine. Thank you so much for your service and everybody who comes to the meeting and does service just by being here and sharing. Uh, yeah, you know, I I love that the the spirit and the temperament of this chapter and these chapters, you know, and how it it's such a it's such a beautiful partner with the eleventh tradition, which is attraction rather than promotion and. I, yeah, I was thinking back to when I first came into vision and, um, you know, and I wasn't sure whether I wanted, needed to work the steps again or not because I'd done them so many times and, or not so many, but more, more than, a, you know, a few certainly. And, uh, and then I picked up and I thought, boy, you know, I really do have to do these. And I had heard someone share on a special edition and, uh, not share, but who, who was the, 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 the key person on the special edition tell their story. And and uh, along a particular focus, and I was just so I, I was just so drawn, and especially to a couple of things that he said that particularly were relevant to my life. And so I called him to uh, I called him a little while later to to talk. We had a great conversation, I, but that was before I was ready to work the steps again. And then when I picked up, I thought, yeah, I just really want to call him. And I called him, and he put two things together, which was really beautiful. I thought, and that was. Uh, he, I think we talked on a Friday, and he said, "Yeah, I said, yeah, I have time. I, you know, I can do this." We had we had another good conversation, and then he said, "So why don't you call me Monday?" Uh, he said, "And if you're still, if you're abstinent from, you know, then until now, uh, from now until then, uh, and if you still want to go through this process, he said, we can start the work." And I, I love that, you know, because there's that is there's such an attraction there for me. You know, there was never any pushing should. Uh, it was always a sharing and always a really, you know, almost a, a sacred inviting and invitation all along. So I'm just really glad to be reminded, you know, you know of that spirit. And it, it takes a, you know, really, you know, I've heard people talking here about, God's job and God's work, right? So my job is not God. My job is not to do God's job. You know, it's really here to do God's work. And in this program, it is to share my experience, strength, and hope, 
and to uh, and to give people the solution that I found, which is the big book, taking them through the big book uh, and the steps that they laid out. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Reggie O. Pauline F. Please go ahead. Pauline? I believe there was a Pauline who said they wanted oh, okay. to share. Oh, okay. Uh, here you are. Right, here I am. Thank you. So thank you for your service uh, and for everyone who shared and, and is on the call. Um, this is actually the first time I've shared on this call. And um, I've been listening to these calls now for a couple of months. And uh, it's really... Uh, been very powerful for me, and and particularly the reading uh, that we've done today about um, when you're ready. I've uh, I've been in program for uh, 32 years, and um, I had been having a really hard time, and uh, and a friend uh, told me about these meetings, and. It's like okay, I'll I'll give it a try. I was I was willing, and um, and you know I uh, I really I hadn't been ready to take it on, and and then uh, um, in this uh, uh, by listening every day uh, for a couple of months, I now have been able to see that. I need to change sponsors. Um, that uh, you know, my current situation hasn't been working for me for quite a while, and um, and today I was able to have that conversation with her. Uh, so you know, it really is a matter of you know when we're willing, and um, and not before. So I'm I'm very grateful and very grateful for these meetings um, and and the power of the big book. And with that, I'll pause. The power of the big book convention 2017. Thank you very much for your share, Pauline, and for everyone who has shared. We'll now transition the meeting by reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Stephanie L., will you please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Hi, good morning, everyone. This is Stephanie L., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Southern California. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some, <clears throat> excuse me, as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. <clears throat> 